is Shot of Wrestling, episode 68, and away we go. I be busting freestyles and stone cold sudden and hitting the attitude adjustment. Brothers of destruction, undertaker change, sit in the fire or get pooed like Roman brain. Give this dude love and you got my back. Man, you're so kind and hit that cactus jack. It's Patty Yag, the face that runs the place now. So phenomenal and I'm breaking the walls down. You're about to get hit. We going off the script. If you don't submit, you get hit with the super kick. We talk at WWE. It's a shot of wrestling with Green Man and MJT. Hello, and welcome to episode, like I said, 68. I am your host, Michael J. Putty, and alongside me each and every week is the Green Man. However, he is not here right now. He is in the building. He is in the studio right next door to me, as I refer to it, Psy Studios. Those of you who know the Greek alphabet will get that joke. Not really a joke of reference. So he's in their side studios perfecting and finalizing his exclusive interview with the Boulevard Bullies. So while he's doing that, I'm here in studio. We're going to lay down some news and then hopefully he'll be with us sooner rather than later. So while he's doing that, let's get into the Extreme Rules results. Extreme Rules happened, came, and it went quickly recap the results get this over with uh Kalisto defeated Apollo Cruz in the pre-show the Miz defeated Dean Ambrose to capture his seventh intercontinental championship Rick Schwan and Sasha Banks teamed up to defeat Noam Dar and Alicia Fox Alexa Bliss defeated Bailey to retain her women's championship Cesaro and Sheamus defeated shockingly the Hardy Boys to become the new Tag Team Champions. Neville defeated Austin Aries to retain the Cruiserweight Championship. And Samoa Joe defeated Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Bray Wyatt to become the new number one contender for the Universal Championship. That was Extreme Rules in a five-second nutshell. If you did not watch it, you did not miss much. Like I said, except for The Miz, capturing his record seventh Intercontinental Championship. There's only one man ahead of him. That's Chris Jericho. He's only two away. So I think I think the Miz is in line to break that record. And Neville and Austin Aries was a great match. Other than that, you guys didn't really miss much. Other than that, while I wait for Green Man, he is still finalizing his thing. So let's get into some news while I wait. Alright, first off, this week, unfortunately, some sad news. Former WWE superstar Larry Pompho, also known as Leaping Larry Pompho, but as we all know him, the genius, announced via his official Twitter page that Judy Pompho, his mother, and of course, the mother of the late great Randy Macho Man Savage, passed away this past week at the age of 90. Back in 2014, she did participate in the WWE home video release of Macho Man, the Randy Savage story, in which she talked about his various aspects of her late son's life, his career prior to his passing. The documentary is currently available on the WWE Network, so if you guys have not watched it, please go check it out. It is a must-see. 
Um, so here, um, on behalf of everyone here on the Shot of Wrestling, I would like to uh, send my condolences to the Pompel family. It's a sad way to start your week. In other news. In a recent interview, Chris Jericho discussed the yearly influx of part-time wrestlers during WrestleMania season and whether or not he would ever follow that patch. Path, he says, and I quote, No, I wouldn't do it because that's not the way it should be. Whether you're here, you should go on the road. That's how you help guys learn. That's how I got better. This whole year, I got way better because of working with younger guys who then were learning from me as well. They need it, and it is a great way to learn from great people. Lots of fun. I had as much fun out of the ring as I did in the ring, and in 2015, all I did was live events. I didn't do TV. It's like the anti-Brock Lesnar. I wouldn't have it any other way because maybe I'll never go back to TV again. Maybe I'll just do it live events. I hope that's not true. I'll see Chris go back on my TV sooner rather than later. In other news. Alright, so some boring stuff to get through. WWE has reportedly introduced a new social media policy for the talent to sign in the wake of numerous explicit photo leaks in the past several months. The content of the policy has not yet been revealed to the public, but mandatory meetings have been held this past week's Raw and SmackDown. And they were in hopes to prevent future things from happening again. A class was held in cybersecurity threats by an expert from cybersecurity um, to give a presentation to the roster. Towns were specifically warned not to accept USB drives as gifts, even if they were from beautiful women promising naked photos. Apparently, this was a scenario that has happened in the past. The expert also gave a number of ways other celebrities have been targeted and ways to prevent leaks from happening. WWE is stressing to their talent that they and only the company must have access to their social medias. You hear that, Green Man? Give me access to your social medias. Jesus. In other news. PW Insider is reporting that a recent trademark application for the National Wrestling Alliance by NWA President Bruce Tharp has partially been suspended by the United States Patent and Trademark Office. A bunch of legal mumbo-jumbo, which I'm going to surpass. Uh, Tharp has initially applied for the trademark back in March after it has lapsed in this past December. What this essentially means, is, according to this report, is that there are other applications that feature the similar brand name that could potentially come into conflict within one another. Furthermore, the report also states that Tharp's application did not provide enough evidence the brand would be used in a commercial manner. It has been previously reported that the purchase of the NWA by Billy Corgan was, quote-unquote, in jeopardy due to difficulty involving the transfer of trademarks. However, multiple sources that I've talked to have confirmed that discussions regarding the purchase have been ongoing since that time. We will keep you updated. In other news, Orlando has been the long-rumored home of a future WWE Hall of Fame attraction. Guesses for the exact location have included nearly every logical place from City Walk to I Drive to Church Street down in, you know, downtown. There has never been any solid evidence that the E is actually interested in a brick and mortar, like Hall of Fame type building, and even less evidence that such a museum would be built in Central Florida. But now things might be changing. Recently, Fork, an international entertainment design firm known locally for its work on Islands of Adventures Port, 
and the village's retirement community released a publication showcasing some of their recent work. In the industry pamphlet is a multi-page section on WWE branded attractions. Fork explains that WWE has, quote-unquote, especially conscientious of creating authentic experiences that will live up to the high expectations of their extremely discerning fans. Fork goes on to explain that the attractions they designed could, quote-unquote, accommodate an indoor venue as well as a full-scale outdoor WWE theme park sites, end quote. Well, a theme park seems very unlikely nowadays. Many of their concept concepts featured do seem likely to, how you say, be able attractions in a theme park setting. A Hall of Fame style attraction is one of them, featuring an Andre the Giant themed funhouse, a haunted house featuring the Undertaker and the Boogeyman, are just two more classic attractions. Featured in their design pamphlet, a dark ride known as a road to WrestleMania is mentioned, though no details on what that ride would include were mentioned. Various interactive designs, an arcade, a green screen attraction where guests could look to recreate their famous wrestling moves and entrances, and that concept art pamphlet. So, interesting. Would you... Go to a WWE theme park. Dial it up. 619-343-3005. Let us know what you would think. I'm myself. Come on. Um, am on the fence. In other news. It has been reported that WWE is currently planning to run bi-weekly events in the United Kingdom after the company's United Kingdom Championship Live Series officially kicks off. The report states that the current plans calls for the show to be shot every six weeks with the live events being held every other week in the United Kingdom. The events will also feature competitors who will be taking part in the United Kingdom Championship Live Series. As of the initial report, there is no word on when the full series will begin shooting. In addition, multiple United Kingdom stars has signed updated deals with the company. While they will primarily primarily be working with the WWE United Kingdom's Championship Live brand, they will also be able to freely work for the WWE Performance Center when needed. The stars who have signed updated deals are the United Kingdom Championship Champion Pete Dunne, Tyler Bate, Trent Steven, Trent Seven, let's try that again, Wolfgang, and Mark Andrews. Speaking of WWE on the international market, the Wrestling Observer is reporting that according to WWE, India comes out as the number one market surpassing even the United States of America when one includes all forms of the WWE product-related consumption. On the bias of production consumption, say that 10 times fast, India is at the first position followed by the United States and surprisingly South Africa. Since consumption and income are two very different things, when it comes to India, there are many issues that arise. WWE does not really earn much from the Indian market. Therefore, tackling this obstacle, a brand new WWE office has opened uh, kind of a quid pro quo problem. India, in order to gain more revenue from the Indian market, this increases at tension towards India at a time when Impact Wrestling has ended its tour in India. 
both companies are looking to expand their markets in India as there is a colossal wrestling fandom ready to boom. Okay, our Patty, my man Saj, please keep us updated on the Indian market. We have an insider. In other news. The Wrestling Observer is reporting that ideas of getting Vince McMahon on a future episode of Table for Three are being discussed with plans being for him to appear on the show in a few months. It is, however, up to Vince himself. It would be interesting to see who the other guests would be. Several names that have been brought up that could fit appropriately are Stone Cold Steve Austin, Pat Patterson, Triple H, Rick Flair, Kevin Dunn, Hulk Hogan, Jim Cornette, Eric Bischoff, and Paul Heyman. Man, Paul Heyman, Eric Bischoff, that'd be a great table for three that even I would watch. Uh, fingers crossed in this one because it sh- if it should happen, no, it's definitely going to garner many more views to the network, like I just said, including myself. I know Green Man is a loyal table for, th- uh, table for three viewer, but not many people are, especially if the lineup isn't that attractive. But Vince McMahon and any of these people will definitely make me watch and any casual fan watch. So please, fingers crossed that it does actually happen in the next couple months. In other news. Impact Wrestling has officially announced that James Storm will be the next inductee into their Hall of Fame during Slammiversary Weekend in Orlando, Florida. Storm joins previous inductees Sting, Kurt Angle, Team 3D, Jeff Jarrett, Earl Hebner, and Gail Kim. Storm first joined Impact Wrestling back in 2018. 2002, as normal people would say it, 2002, when the company first launched, he remained with the organization until a brief respite in 2015 when he joined NXT. As not many people remember, Storm is a former TNA heavyweight champion, King of the Mountain champion, and a seven-time world tag team champion. Congratulations, James Storm. As a first Reported on our social media's Austin Aries girlfriend, Thea Trinidad signed a deal with WWE. But speaking of a double, he recently appeared on the Busted Open Radio podcast. During the interview, he confirmed that he has been dealing with some nagging injuries at the moment and said that he'll be taking time off. And I quote, I've got some stuff going on. But just to be fair, you could probably say that for a lot of the locker room, it's kind of the part that what we do. I don't think anyone is ever 100%, so I got a couple of things going on, and obviously at this point, it might be a good time to take a little break, which really could consist of two days to just adjust to some of the things, try to get my mind right and my body, and then come back and figure out what's going to be next and what's the direction going to be for Austin Aries. Can't wait for her to debut, smoking. A video was posted by YouTube personality Trisha Petas, where she called out a wrestler who she'd been talking to. According to her, they were set to meet up. However, he quote-unquote flaked out, and he didn't even bother texting until she herself reached out. In the video, she reads the text messages sent by Dolph Ziggler. She said, let this be a lesson to all men. If this guy, fucking Dolph Ziggler, is who is traditionally a good-looking and has a good job, even if he is not worth it, girls, don't let someone disrespect your fucking time with this bullshit he is not that hot honestly I can't even remember the sex so it must not have been that good she also added that a relationship relationship with Ziggler caused her to turn down a really good guy she ended it by saying by the way for all of you wrestling fans 
Wrestling is fucking fake. This man is a 37-year-old man, not a god, and who is even leaving wrestling soon anyways. So, exclusive? Is Ziggler leaving in a few years? Wouldn't be surprised. In other news. W Hall of Famer Haltley Race recently suffered a fall at his home in Troy, Missouri, and sustained a fracture to his right femur as well as breaks in his left fibula and tibia and a spiral break on his left ankle. The Hall of Famer went in for immediate surgery to relieve the swelling in both his legs. He received four blood transfusions and underwent surgery to reset the fractures. Once again, we here at A Shot of Wrestling wished him all the best in his what seems to be a long road to recovery. WWE current, currently plans to release a preview episode of the May Young Classic on August 20th. The first round of the tournament will be released in full on the network during the final week of August. The second round is planned for release during the first week of September. WWE has considered releasing the tournament over SummerSlam week, but ultimately felt it would be overshadowed. The finals are planned to air live on the network on September 12th. The E is taping SmackDown Live in Las Vegas that very night. So it is possible the finals will air live from Las Vegas on the network. I will be tuning in. AJ Styles originally spoke with Georgia's Rock 100.5 Bailey and Southside. In reference to wanting to be a mask wrestler he said and i quote i wanted to wear a mask i love those luchadors i'm so glad that didn't happen i wanted to wear a a mask and call myself velocity what a terrible name and how we got the name styles he says and i quote i didn't have a name everybody always called me aj so i stuck with aj and then the promoter is like yeah you're gonna be tagging with damien still we need a last name styles go that's it That's how the name came about. AJ Styles. I hated it. I hated Styles for a really long time. But thankfully for everyone concerned, he changed his mind and came around. AJ Styles is a hot name. In other news. Raw Women's Champion Alexa Bliss spoke with The Weekender on being a heel. She says, and I quote, it's so much easier to get people to hate you than like you. And I kind of like playing with that a little bit. Not caring what the fans think and just kind of wanting them to hate me. Even though I do kind of care what they think, it's just so fun to portray this mean persona just to see how people react to it. It's a lot of fun. On Rey Mysterio's influence on her, she says, and I quote, Rey Mysterio used to have different outfits as well, and I used to watch Rey growing up, and I thought he was awesome because he had such a lucha style, which I liked because I was a gymnast. The fact he should dress up as well as kind of different characters is where I got the idea to do that myself. And speaking of Alexa Bliss, last month we reported that Eva Marie would not be returning for the seventh season of Total Divas. Producers have been interviewing potential placements. Not one, but two superstars will be featured in her absence this upcoming season. Alexa Bliss and... Nia Jax have been added to the cast for Season 7. It is unclear yet whether or not Paige will continue to be on the show. The Bellas, Natalia, Naomi are locked in as cast members. It's kind of, it still leaves uh, Renee Young and uh, Maurice. I'm assuming they'll be signed as well, but... Well, Paige, we'll keep you updated. 
Well, I was watching uh, Stream Rules this past weekend, and they finally had their first real commercial for Great Balls of Fire. And when the Great Balls of Fire was announced, I, along with everybody, thought it was stupid. Because it is. But I also thought to the song, Great Balls of Fire. And along with that song and the trademark of that name, I know belong to a certain somebody. So the fact that the E is not only using it, but now also using the song, led me to question, like, how the fuck did that happen? Well, thanks to Jerry Lawler, on his latest episode of his podcast, he discusses how WWE and Jerry Lee Lewis, he's the guy who owns the rights to Great Balls of Fire, closed a deal in which WWE acquired the use of the phrase as well as the song to promote the show. He says, and I quote, my personal attorney here in Memphis is Joe Barton, your friend of mine, and he's my attorney. I got a phone call from Joe a few weeks ago, and Joe also represents Jerry Lee Lewis. And Joe said, hey, Jerry, do you know how that happened? To know, Do you know how it happened to know how I would contact the WWE about copyright infringement? I go, what? What are you talking about? And he goes, well, we understand they're doing a pay-per-view called Great Balls of Fire. And Jerry Lee Lewis has the phrase trademark. He has ever since recording the song many years ago. So I put him in touch with WWE, gave him a name, and apparently he called them and got everything worked out. Not only are they using the name, they are also using the song, which, Jerry says, is awesome. Them acquiring the rest of the song does help a little bit because it's an awesome song, especially like old music like that, but not enough to say the name. Great Balls of Fire pay for you. Still sucks. In other news... Matt Hardy tweeted out a very interesting fact regarding the Hardy Boys in their tag team championship reigns. The Hardy Boys are the only team to have won the WWE Tag Team Championship within the span of three decades. Their first title reign took place on July 5th, 1999 when they defeated the Acolytes. On April 2nd, 20, uh, 2007, the Hardy Boys once again captured the Tag Team Championships after winning a 10-man Tag Team Battle Royal, making them the only team to win the WWE Championship within a span of two decades. Well, as you all know, at WrestleMania 33, they successfully captured the Tag Team Championships, making them the only team to capture the tam- championships within a span of three decades. A fun little fact that we might hear f- again in the future games. So if you're going to call in to play along, make sure you keep that in mind, because that's definitely going to be a question in a future episode. But however, speaking of Matt Hardy... Matt Hardy took to his Twitter to tweet out a message about the birth of his second child, Wolfgang Xander. Wolfgang Xander? Wolfgang Xander. I think Xander. Wolfgang Xander. Hardy was born on June 8th at 11.37. So, and some happy news. We're here at a shot of wrestling. Wish congratulations to you and to your family. This is his second child. I think the other one was a boy as well, although his name... Does escape me so second generation superstars in the mix. See them in 20 years. We here at a Shadow Wrestling will definitely cover their debut because we'll be here in 20 years. Well, as I was just spouting out the last story about Matt Hardy, I got a text from Green Man saying that his interview has been finalized. He is in fact on his way back here to Omega Studios. But before he gets here. Him and his little buddies, the Boulevard Bullies, left me a voicemail. You'll hear it in this interview 
He told me he did not edit it out. And they were just rambling on how Green Man's awesome and I don't do anything. I just hit record. Um, that sucks. It'll hurt my feelings a little bit, but I have nothing to prove. I don't care what they think, but I took it upon myself to get off my ass and do something. So, episode 68 of A Shot of Wrestling. I have been here for all 68 episodes, but for the first time in 68 episodes, I have acquired our very first sponsor. So, guys, suck it. So, monkeys in the trunk, play our sponsor's commercial. What? Oh, I'm the monkey in the trunk? All right, let me play the next commercial. When we come back, we will hear Green Man's interview with the Boulevard Bullies. My name is Matthew Ryan Shapiro. Are you a professional wrestler in need of management? Do you need that something extra to take you to the next level? Do you need someone to manage your affairs and cut through all the political red tape of professional wrestling? Well, allow me, the Esquire of Excellence, to help you achieve your goals and turn you into a star. I'd been wrestling for seven years and wasn't getting matches I felt that I deserved. I'd been looked over by every promotion until Matthew Ryan Shapiro. He got me the matches I felt that I deserved. Thanks, Matthew Ryan Shapiro. You want someone with experience representing you. You want someone with the intelligence, tact, and gall to get you where you need to be. Why do all the thinking for yourself when I can do all the thinking for you? I was literally losing every match I had, even the title matches. I just didn't have the focus I needed until Matthew Ryan Shapiro. Now, he gave me my own world title. Thank you, Matthew Ryan Shapiro. I know I may be throwing a lot of big words at you that you probably don't understand. I know I can be pretty intimidating, but I guarantee you'll want me in your corner to make your dreams a reality. Shapiro? That motherfucker! You've seen the testimonials. You've seen the change that I can bring to professional wrestling. You want to talk to Matthew Ryan Shapiro? You want to get me on the horn? Easiest way to do that is by following me on Twitter at M. Ryan Shapiro. And if you can't spell my name, you can't afford my services. Facebook.com slash Matthew Ryan Shapiro or in the little search bar just like Matthew Ryan Shapiro. Two P's in Matthew. Unlike you people, I need to double P everything. And also email me at MatthewRyanShapiro at gmail.com or ProWrestlingTees.com slash MRyanShapiro. Buy my stuff. All right, Michael J. Putty, I have very special guests, but before I get to them, I have to introduce my bartender. That's right, the Green Man has his own personal bartender. You know, may know him as Slick Dick Williams. I just like to call him Rich the Bartender tonight. How you doing, Rich? What is going on, Green Man? It is a pleasure to be here getting drunk and getting everybody else drunk, too. That, that is your sole purpose. And I'm okay That's with your that. mission in life. That is a great mission in life to have. And now on to the good stuff. You may have been following them at you. 
YouTube for their Boulevard Bullies interviews with Adam Cole, baby. You may have been creaming over the fact that they got the exclusive interview with the Hardys before they got to the WWE. Maybe you follow them way back when it was all about the Nieces pieces. We have them here on the show tonight. It is the Boulevard Bullies, Pat and Steve. That's a great way to get it started. How are you, fellas? Doing great. Glad to be here. Thanks. Now, the last time you guys came to a shot of wrestling, (laughs) that's right, you took over. It was a shit show. You know, we were at a bar. We we shared some great moments. It's your first mistake with bringing it (laughs) to a bar. But I I just want to point out, I feel like that's a phrase that's said a lot, that people come to a shot of wrestling all the time, you know? It just happens (laughs) while they listen to the show. Yeah. Um, But tonight, we want the stories behind the stories. We're going to give you everything. Give it all. Yeah. What do you want, Green Man? We're going to give you all the dirt. Well, tonight, it's all about the bullies. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Wow. All right, so... Shout out to Brett the Hitman Lauderdale. (laughs) (laughs) With that said, let's get right into it. With the best there is, gentlemen, you just got off a nice ride of the Tournament of Survival last night. How was that? Oh, fucking bloody as hell, man. It was brutal. It was pretty fucking brutal, yeah. You know, we've uh, we've been doing uh, Tournament of Death going on six years, uh, and I think last night's Tournament of Survival was probably some of the most squeamish stuff that we've seen uh, in over in close to a decade. You guys <laughs> posted some videos that just made me cringe, made me say, oh my God. And then part of me wanted to be like, I can't believe I missed it. I want to be like front row with you guys see the blood being shed the glass being broken what was probably the the worst or the hottest spot you saw last night uh well to me i mean i don't know about you but to me uh steve it was nick gage taking the skyscraper of light tubes now there's three different classifications of light tubes there's the the tube there's the bundle, which is like, mm. you know, six or seven tubes in a uh, in a bundle. T- taped up, ready to go. Yeah. And then last night, for the first time in, in my uh, deathmatch viewing, I saw the skyscraper, which is a bundle with like another bundle and then a third bundle. It's basically like the Empire State Building of light tubes. Dun, dun, dun. And uh, basically, Nick Gage put the whole thing on Matt Tremont's face and did the... Uh, for lack of a better term, broski boot, the okay. face wash, God. right? And, you know, if Nick Gage heard me saying yeah. that that was the, <laughs> the broski Bros- boot, he would literally <laughs> climb up to the to the top floor of this apartment and kill me, probably. He would be, he would be back in jail tomorrow. Right, because, because he, he would kill you. me for comparing his move to the broski boot. By the way, Nick Gage did do that first. And right. the face wash, to me, is one of the most brutal fucking Yeah, it's, just, it's disgusting. So and so he did it to him. And the regular light tubes broke, like the first layer of light tubes broke, uh-huh. and then the second and third just like cracked and fell on Tremont's head. Oh my god! And dude, it was it was fucking brutal, and it was hot in that building, <laughs> and everybody was so into it. Like the, the at, by the end, no seats. I was literally standing on the commentary table at the end. It was wow. it was awesome. It was great. Yeah, uh, the cool thing was early in the night we uh, we were able to finagle. Uh, a leather couch that was kind of in the background, and uh, Pat and Larry, uh, Larry Legend himself, carried the the couch over to pretty much the entrance way, and we sat <laughs> <laughs> we sat directly yes. in the way of the wrestlers. 
coming out for the entire show. That's the way that we do things. Is like, you know, we just try our best, and it's like better to ask uh, permission than or, no, no, no. Better, better to beg, right. better to beg for forgiveness, forgiveness. than ask permission. Right. So, Amen. like, you know, there's a leather couch that was sitting on the side, and it was to capacity, no seats. Okay. And we were so busy drinking and smoking uh, before the event that, you know, we didn't care where we sat. So I literally. Went to Larry and and I was like, "Hey man, can you just act like you work here and we'll move this couch?" And we moved the couch right underneath the Tournament of Survival sign, like the only place where the couch shouldn't go. We're part of the set, we yeah. put it there, yeah. right? And and so <laughs> we're chilling in the couch. If I was a fan, not knowing the bullies, I'd be like, "Wow, I wonder what's going to happen next right. with that couch." Who, who are these guys? Who are these guys? Well, you know? no, one of the well, one of the best things that we were saying is like we just had to sit here for a while. And like cement ourselves, like right. we we deserve we deserve to be here. Like we can't move and go to the bathroom and get beers. We have to just hang out no. here for like. If a we half sit hour. here long enough, people will accept it as where the couch should be. <laughs> That's the key. And literally, they were just walking right by us, you know. And and um, well, and that- then at one point, like there was there's no beer in the place, so we got a cooler, and we stopped at the beer distributor. And we were literally the only ones there with beer. We were sitting on the leather couch with a cooler of beer right on the entranceway, right next to the Tournament of Survival sign, just, you know, having a great time. It was awesome. It was, it was a great time. And it's a great event, too. Well, we want to get to Deep Down Dirty. Give me some exclusives. You probably interviewed some superstars last night. Is, is there anything that they gave you, any information that they shared with you? Well, I, I think that we, uh, we we waited around because after the show was over, we uh, all the guys had cleaned up and we waited for Nick Gage. And Nick Gage, who has you know just got out of prison for the second time, uh, this is his, that was his first event back. And he was like a, it was like Nick Gage Omania. Yeah, he was like the whole. He COVID. won the tournament mm-hmm. and literally he was just like a god <laughs> the whole time. Yeah, the like entire just... crowd was going crazy. He was the big thing, um, and we got an exclusive interview, interview with him after the show was over. And surprisingly, he was, you know, it might have been all the blood loss and all, like, breathing on the fumes, but he was kind of nice. <laughs> he was he, actually very He nice. was very receptive to talking to us um, and watching him wrestle and coming in and out of the, you know, entrance. He seemed like he was just legitimately happy to be there. He, he was. Toward, in the finals, because, and I talked to Tremon at the end. The finals was were Tremont and, uh, the finals was Tremont and Engaged. Nick. Right. So Spoiler Tremont, alert. Tremont literally says to me outside... Nick Gage is the reason why I deathmatch wrestle. It's the reason why, you know, I'll, you know, take the punishment I'm getting. So, uh... The winners sometimes look like the losers, though. After those matches, my God. Nick Gage is so huge from prison, and he was literally standing there completely covered in blood, like, smiling. Uh, it was amazing. It it, it actually was great. Like, a lot of times, I don't really mark out for these deathmatch things. It's more of, like, a, a shock value type of thing like oh man wow but like literally that match when when Tremont started just kicking him in the fucking chest oh yeah you know Tremont had for the first time ever he had those standing kicks and I've never seen Yakuza and and Matt's Matt's 29 turning 30 he's on his way out with as far as our dear friends one one of our uh, as far as a full time wrestler and he's he's in pain he fights through a lot of shit (laughs) and uh he was giving him hell, and it was like, I have never yeah. seen him move that fast. Wow! Especially after three fights, well, uh, Tremont was... is usually very giving. Yeah. To, I, I think you know, it, 
to the guys. He, that wants, he, he wants it to be a good show. But you know? he literally kicked the shit out of his chest like three times, and it was it was almost like the same pop as like a, a double clothesline type situation. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Tremont with his last breath gave Nick Gage these three kicks to the chest that would like collapse my fucking ribs, and uh, and then Tremont like fell down. Crowd goes wild. It was I marked out so hard. Crazy. So. Michael G. Party, if you are listening to this part of the interview, you may have realized that we're steering away a little bit from the wrestling music. I've been trying to tell Michael J. Party, we want to listen to some just rock and roll in okay. this podcast. We want it to be more about just wrestling. Um, so that's why we're listening to a little bit of Man in the Box tonight. Yeah, he would, he'd rather just <laughs> listen to like Zack Ryder's. Yeah, well, over I mean, and over well, and over if again. If you go back in time, this was, you know, ECW original, Tommy that's Dreamer's true. theme song. Oh, very good. Technically, I'm still playing. Let wrestling me ask music. you this What's your Green Man favorite wrestling music of all time? Ooh. I'm a CM Punk fan. I have to. Oh, my <laughs> God. Uh, personality. Uh, but I not, like. not, um, not, uh, Kill Switch Engage? No, so I like called the personality. Kill switch engage. I want to tell you a quick story, actually. Go for it. I was driving to work the other day, and um, I was running late as usual, and I was at a stoplight, and uh, the radio was broken in my car, so I just had the windows down, and I was just sitting there in silence uh, going to work. And in the distance, I hear the Undertaker's theme. <laughs> I swear to God, and, and it was like just legit the Undertaker's theme. And, uh, and like the it's car, nine forty-five in the right, morning. It's, it's literally nine forty-five in the morning in Queens, and the car like up to my left just had the windows down, and the dude was just playing the fucking Undertaker music. That's awesome. So, so I like inched up, and I was like honking at him. I was like boop 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 boop, like like, and I finally I was like hey hey, and I finally got his attention. And I, out the window of my car, did the, the hand and the tongue and the eyes to him. Nice. And he, out of his car, did that to me. And then we just drove away together. And I just want to say shout out to that guy because he legitimately was just listening to the Undertaker's theme music before noon on like a Tuesday. Yeah, that is it is car. I was already at work and I and I saw that text message coming through and I just like laughed out loud, like on, <laughs> like on the sales floor. You know, I work retail, yeah. so I was on the sales floor just laughing. Like I can't believe that fucking happened. Yeah, so, so that's cool. uh, that's my story for you, Green Man. That sounds like one of those moments where an LOL was actually like laughing out yeah. loud. Like yeah, you weren't just it. saying that as like using that instead of a period in your text message. Exactly, Rich the bartender. Once you get Rich the bartender, what's your favorite? Uh, I'm sorry, Rich the bartender. What's your favorite theme music of all time? Favorite theme music of all time. I mean, just because I'm a Jeff Hardy mark, I I always mark out whenever I hear that uh, original Hardy Boys music, like at WrestleMania this past oh, year. So good, great moment. I was. I'm not. I have no shame in admitting that as I was marking out like a little. Well, girl, you know, I we had a tear roll down my face. We kind of predicted great. the future when we when we rolled out that Hardy Boys video. The only thing to do was to put Cheers. the old school WWE theme in there. That dadum 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 dadum. Ladies and gentlemen, you are currently listening to a shot of wrestling zone Green Man's exclusive interview with the world-renowned Boulevard Boys. If you thought this part one was chock full of information make sure you stay tuned for part two it's coming up next how did you get in, in touch with adam cole baby well i think that uh most of the uh the, the videos come about because of a lack of preparation 
and uh, the fact that we don't have much plans, so we're just kind of left to uh, try to attack them as they're leaving and like give them a whole TMZ kind of approach. Which is kind of cool because it's like, you know, we kind of just bum rush them and we kind of like get their real reactions. Uh, so we were just walking back. We, we interviewed some fans prior to that, walked through the, the doors, and we were in the uh, exit, you know, the little hallway. And uh, we had talked to Adam Cole prior to that at the last show. We did. We do have an unreleased video of Fuck, Marry, Kill with Adam Cole. A shot of wrestling exclusive yes. with the Boulevard Bullies. That is true, actually. Maybe we should post that one day. Back when he was the champion, um, I guess two months before the War of the Worlds or whatever the hell mm-hmm. it was, uh, we, we rolled up on him and we did a Fuck, Marry, Kill, uh, uh, Citizen Kane, Corporate Kane, Michael Kane or whatever. <laughs> That's funny, Citizen Kane. That's a new yeah, one. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, and it was bad though, and he was kind of like weirded out. He was still in his tights. I, I he feel was like, sweating in his tights. Yeah. He was like trying to get washed up, you know. Yeah. yeah. And then, um, yeah, I just ran up on him, and uh, he was like, "Hey, you guys look like you really suck. I want to talk to you guys." <laughs> he was like, "I want to build like, credibility. Yes. I want to be build credibility with mainstream well, see, fans." See, see, the thing is, he was leaving Ring of Honor. He couldn't just uh, he couldn't just give away that he was gonna like, you know maybe go to you know NXT or WWE eventually. So he has to be like, what do I do to prove that I'm not gonna go to NXT? I'm gonna talk to these assholes because there's no <laughs> way that the WWE would let me talk to N- uh, these right, guys the if I was way. going to NXT. So uh, he's like, look, he's like, he's like looking around. He was the, looking for the biggest. He was losers. looking for the yeah. biggest losers around, and he say, he he sees us and he's like, oh. Hey guys, you want you want to talk about my shirt? Yeah, he goes, "Hey, nice shitty camera. You want to interview me so that I have a little bit more credibility like, with Hey, I think that guy Steve looks a little too drunk uh, as he as he's filming. Do you want to talk to me, please?" Yeah. So you no, but share uh, something in common. You know, women buying shirts. You know? <laughs> yes, that oh, but, but then complete honestly, like he, we just roll up to him and he just he just makes him laugh from the get-go and he gets he hooks him in. And then we just chat with him. Well, you know, and that's the thing, too, is, like, Adam Cole, I mean, I don't know him personally, but I talked to him for that five minutes. Like, he's a cool dude, right? Like, if you go up to a guy and you say, hey, man, can we interview you about your fucking shirt? Either he's cool and he's one of us and he's like, all right, these guys are cool, you know. like They're funny. They're weird, you know. Or it's a guy who takes himself way too seriously. Like, Like, the other day... We tried to go up to Zandig at Tournament of Survival, mm-hmm. and Zandig was like, oh, well, if you want to interview me, you're going to have to hit me up on my Facebook. However, what he didn't realize is that from his Facebook, he had told us to stay home. I guess he didn't make the connection. So wait, are we done talking about Adam Cole? Because this is another funny story. <laughs> yeah, is, okay. We're moving on, apparently. Well, okay. Go ahead. Just final thought about Adam Cole. I, I think my number one... I, if I had to say top three guys that we've interviewed in the last year, I'd have to say, in no particular order, Adam Cole was so fucking cool. He was just down... And I think also because he knew he was going to be a free agent, he was in that mode of like, let me just talk, let me tell my story. Because since that, like, we were actually the first interview. You were, yeah. yeah. And then he went on some podcasts and he went yeah. on his some stuff. But he actually said the same thing. You know, he was ready to do that type of character. Like, oh, I don't know where I'm going. But anyway, I, Adam Cole, super fucking cool. Masada, of course, the original, our boy. Always down, even though he's terrifying. And then uh, Tony Nice, man. Like the night, 
I'm Tony, glad you brought that up because yeah. Tony Nese is another big, such um, a cool guy. You guys got it was uh, it was like it was too too much too soon because it was he showed uh, he was at Elks Lodge on Saturday. Mm-hmm. We catch him on the outside and he, and he ends up showing up on Raw on Monday, Monday yeah. and right? He, which was crazy. And he yeah. did and he didn't have any reason to talk to us. Well, if I was him and I knew that I was going to debut on Monday, I'd be like, yo, fuck you guys, man. You know? <laughs> yeah, So well, you asked me about eating ice cream and yeah. shit? Like, so a complete, off. complete shoot. We were at Steve's house on that Monday going to edit some other video that probably didn't even see the light of day. Right. Because, BCW, yeah. because we were just trying to edit a video. And then Raw's on in the background, which we've, we, which we've since stopped watching at Steve's house. We, we don't even. We don't on even, Monday, we edit. We don't even watch we, Raw We don't anymore. watch Raw yeah. anymore. Um, but so rolls on, and Steve and Pat are in his bedroom. And I started to like look at stuff, and I'm in the over, I'm over by the couch in the living room, and all of a sudden, like there's like a cruiserweight match, and he goes, boom, boom Tony Nice, premier like, athlete. Right? <laughs> are you fucking serious? <laughs> it's like it's like Pat. It's like Nice is on Raw. <laughs> just, like, and you know, and then you know what we did? We go. Time out. We have to edit these pieces right now. Right. Stop and everything. Then we, yeah. we, we stopped everything and we edited all eight videos. Uh, in, we cut them down into like one one question segments, and we uh, we uh, blasphemed him for the next two months. And you of- know, none of these guys like the only person like the organizations will. The fans will. The only dudes who don't retweet our videos are the guys who we talk to. Like we've never had I, the only guy is Tremont and Masada. Oh, which is well, Tremont actually just uh, retweeted us again. Matt Tremont, the bulldozer Matt Tremont is he's one of my idols and he's one of our best friends and he's, he's literally the nicest guy. Literally yeah. the nicest guy in the entire universe. So if anyone has isn't familiar with him yet, eight time, nine time uh, deathmatch tournament winner, six time but close enough. Whatever, I don't give a fuck. I'm glad you started talking fuck a little him. bit about the creative, the creative that went behind the niece's pieces. So it just happened, you know, you're watching Monday Night Raw, boom, this is what we're going to do. Did you originally have plans to break that interview up into those segments and call it niece's pieces as you went in? It's all you. I'm going to pieces. Well, uh, so so we were, at, we were at BCW and we kind of saw niece there and we wanted to start interviewing because, you know, it was October and we kind of had... Uh, a little fire under our, our, our belts, and um, we didn't really have much going on, but we wanted to do something. And we were like, "Okay, who's on the card? Okay, well, Nisa's on the card. So Nisa's there." And we're just like literally in the seats, just like bullshitting, and we're like, "Oh, Nisa's pieces. That's funny." And um, I was, you know, talking to Michael and Liz, and then by the end of the show, Pat just somehow already had Nisa outside, caught him before he went home. Being like, hey, so can we talk with you for a little bit? We, you know, we have a YouTube channel, blah, 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 blah. We have a thing called Nisa's Pieces. Uh, and he laughed about that. And then we just had about seven or eight questions. Um, and we just kind of went for it. And I think the cutting up was an afterthought. It was like, how do we elongate uh, pushing these videos for so long? Um, and then, you know, I had a friend of mine, uh, my friend Nick Pernito, who uh, is a, a very talented videographer? Um, he made the the opening graphic for the Nieces pieces with like, you know, the the Reese's, yeah. the Reese's pieces symbol with Nies, with Nies showing very up, professional. and then like the, the 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 explosion and then his picture and all that kind of stuff. So shout out to Nick for making that that graphic. You know what's crazy though is that we work probably ten 
20, 30 hours a week editing these videos, right? And the turnaround isn't so good. But the highest views we've ever gotten. So, like, the, that Nisa's Pieces segment, that was eight videos, you know, 100 views, 200 views, whatever. And then all of a sudden, we were at uh, Ring of Honor last month, and we actually wound up just filming from, you know, the fifth row, uh, Marty Scroll turning Bullet Club. Nice. And yeah. it was literally no commentary. It was the first video we ever did with no commentary, no music, no bully's opinion. So our average video, you know, the Hardy Boys video, 2,000 views, Tournament of Death, 2,000 views. This video that we shot, which is of a not-so-great angle... Yeah, it's, 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 we're looking into the fucking ring post. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> it's literally just like a fan's video. 35,000 views. Wow. Wow, indeed, Green Man. This has been an extraordinary interview. Good job, Green Man. The Boulevard Bullies. What a great group of guys. What? What's this? Uh, just been handed. There's more to come. You see, the way the bully started is that we used to just heckle everybody. But now it's like we're friends with them, so we don't really, like, heckle them. We're, we're trying to, like, you know, we're play trying nice. to be a little bit nicer, you know. Try to keep your connections. Yeah, we'd too. rather yeah. hang out and, like, have a good time. Because we do love them. We love yeah. them all, you know. But we were, we were hassling Matt Morgan one night, and he comes up to us and he goes, You and me, tonight, parking lot. And Steve says... Do you need a ride home? <laughs> no, that wasn't me. That was Chris. That was that was my brother. My brother Chris goes, "Oh, you want to ride home? Why do you want to meet us in the parking lot? Do you need a ride home?" And I think that's the the, the moment. But if we're going to talk about like you know real deal uh, situations, we're we getting uh, drunker. It's getting worse. As we uh, as we got well, you know when we were younger, we we played a lot of bands. We, we you know before we kind of realized that wrestling was that was our uh, way to go. We uh, we played music. We played a lot, of, a lot of metal bands, and me and Pat have been playing in bands, you know, for the last fifteen years or so. What's the name of your band? Um, we played in a band called The Common End, and we played in a band called All the Heather's Are Dying, which I played uh, some some demo tracks with Pat and the guys, and then um, I joined another band, and they, they kept going. Um, but we've been playing music together forever on the same kind of wavelength. Is there, like a wrestler, is there a wrestler out there that you know of that has just a horrible reputation who gets banned from every show he goes to? And it's just like every time he shows up, it's just he's an asshole and he, like, fucks the show up. Do you guys, can you, like, in your time in the indies, can you think of somebody who has, like, just a... Like, it, maybe he might be talented or whatever, but just somebody who everybody says just fucking sucks. Do you think of that? I mean, it's just an honest question. A name doesn't come to mind. Yeah, it, for me neither, though. But but that was what our bands were to the metal scene. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, okay. You know what I mean? Like, we, it's like, okay, so here's this fridge full of beer for all the other bands except you. So let's just go into this fridge and take all this beer and drink it, you know? And and all that type of things. Like one time we were on tour with a band and they uh, they got free pizza, and we didn't. So what we did is we just took a, uh, the first bite out of all their slices and just put it back into the box, <laughs> you know. And, and like that kind of just funny, like silly mentality is what you know. We don't take anything too seriously, so that's what we bring to the table. But you know, we've existed for almost a year. Mm -hmm. 
it's it, that's why we're here too. We're celebrating our one year anniversary. Stop. We just tr- survived the tournament of survival. We're about to be going to the tournament of death, which marks our one year anniversary as a channel. Yep. Yep. And basically, when and the sixth consecutive year of going to tournament of death. That's right. Wow. Six and years all of a row. sudden, you just pick your head up. You realize that every promoter in the tri-state area has nodded their heads to us. We get in for free to every goddamn show. We get access to whoever we want. Last night at Tournament of Survival, we literally took a leather couch from the back room and put it in the middle of the entranceway. <laughs> and we brought beers in in a cooler. And we sat there the and entire show. And we didn't show. even have bracelets. It's not even like we got bracelets for free. We just walked in with no fucking bracelets, man. Brett Lauderdale, I'm very sorry. We would have paid, but we didn't have Brett to. Brett Lauderdale, you're, you're a god. You know, I was standing there in the fi- in the main event, and I had just interviewed Tremont. And Tremont told me that Nick Gage, his mm-hmm. opponent, was the reason for him even wanting to bleed, right? Oh, wow. So what happened is that Larry and Emil, Emil being the CZW commentator, I'll try to make this quick. Larry and Emil were so fucking drunk. By the time we showed up at like 4 o'clock... First bell was at five. Larry and Emil, the two color commentators, wow. were just so fucking wasted. Oh, my God. Oh, by the way, Larry was like the colored commentator. Yeah. <laughs> Larry, the colored commentator. Yeah. I mean, really, the only reason we exist is Larry. Like, he gets us access. Yeah. He saves us from getting kicked out. He is He's a our, He guy. is our godfather, and he is a great guy. He's one of the good guys. Anyway, long story short, Brett Lauderdale kicked a meal off a commentary and Brett Lauderdale was doing commentary for himself because he literally reached the point where he said, this show is fucking ruined because the Boulevard Bullies have gotten my two commentary guys, commentators, so drunk and so (laughs) high that I need to step in here as the promoter and just do commentary. And I'm standing next to the commentary booth trying to get the microphone from Brett. Man. Like, for the main event of Tournament of Survival, it's like, yo, dude, just give up. You know, just I'm, I'm kind of glad that we didn't do it because it's like... It would have been awesome. They would have so they, they just, like, wiped the whole thing being like, this is horrible. <laughs> would they have? Well, we're talking about a little heat you guys got. So, has there ever been any other videos that have created so much heat from the bullies? Like... Well, we, we, we can because you're not very PC. <laughs> we, you're, you don't. We, you're not we, very we can apologetic. Work, you get some heat sometimes. We yeah. can work backwards. So, uh, so literally uh, today, Brett, the Hitman Lauderdale, was like <laughs> so. So last night we took a video of Nick Gage coming back, first show back. You know, coming back from freaking coming out of prison, and his big cell blocky. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, uh, uh, cell block. You know, East, Eastern block. Eastern Bloc. Eastern Bloc. You, you discovered that last night. Yeah. You know that for a fact? Be, because we interviewed him. And right. I interviewed him, and we got, we got exclusive Bullies content to know that he had, he literally had Eastern Bloc crew, people from prison, come out to the show to see oh, him. Oh, shit. Like, and, he's, and, like, and like, he's a good guy because like, he is cool to the fans. Yeah. But he's not a good guy. Like he has, he has a trouble well, past. He, he hates the business. He, well, he I hates, don't know if he hates the business. He but hates the he wrestlers. He hates the locker room. He hates the locker room. The thing that drives him is the fans. He loves yeah. the fans. Wow. He literally wants it to be a particular way, which is like you know, circa two thousand and four, which is not anymore. What song is this? What's this? We're, we're listening to a little. Hold um, on, puddle of mud. Puddle Could of you mud. put on a Kid Rock Ba with a Ba?
The Jack Daniels Almost. bottle is gone, so what that means is uh, I think this is time for an extra round of shots. So uh, oh let's all, all right. let's all take this last shot because the bartender said so. <laughs> all so right, this is the end of the bottle. Rich the bartender. What's the last question? Cheers. Do we have one last round? round? I, I want to talk is, to you guys this is about the lightning what, round. what your opinion is about uh, wrestling. Well, How do you guys feel about it? Ladies this? and gentlemen, this is an extra round of shots with Rich the bartender. Take it away, Mike. Well, I want I want to know what what you guys think about. Oh, okay, you go. Yeah, go ahead. Rich All right, the this one. There's no thinking involved in these questions. Whatever the first thing that comes to your mind is, you just spit it out. All right. So here's number one. In my Favorite wrestler of all time. Mick Foley. Uh, Mick Foley, probably. Or secondary, Shawn Michaels. We only asked for the first one. Okay. Uh, green, green Man, Green Man, <laughs> laying, green man Mick, laying down There's the law. It's got to be Mick, man. It's got to be Mick. All right. Favorite meal? Uh, tacos. Sushi. All right. <laughs> even, though, even though sushi sucks. If I didn't okay. say if I didn't say tacos, I would have said sushi. If he didn't say sushi, I would have said tacos. <laughs> that's pretty much it. That's the only two things that exist right now. Is beer a meal? <laughs> that's liquid bread. Of course, that's a meal. All right. So uh, beer. All right. Other than wrestling, what is your favorite sport? Wow. Do you guys have a favorite well, sport other than wrestling? I mean, I grew up watching uh, basketball, but I don't care okay. anymore. Knicks fan? That's, uh, a, that's a complete lie. Uh, he doesn't know shit. Knicks fan? No? Nets? No? Uh, okay. Steve, Steve I, I'm going to answer this question. Thank you go. for thank you for asking that. You are welcome, sir. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and answer this question. Um, as far as I know, Steve does not care about sports. And if he tried to care, he wouldn't know what was happening. Um, is that true, Steve? Go ahead. A- acknowledge. Well, in the last 15 years, correct. <laughs> I love the Knicks, though. I love the Knicks. From he Ireland. doesn't love the Knicks. He, he doesn't know shit. Basically, I guess uh, Michael from the Bullies loves the Yankees. I'm a Ugh. Queens kid, so I love the Mets. Chris yeah, loves the Giants. Chris yeah. Muscoff loves the Giants. But, so you know, like, I just want to – I'm going to answer your question with a question. Okay. 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 All right. We'll see where this it's goes. Supposed to be rapid fire, by the way. Go what ahead. sport? Slowest rapid fire ever. <laughs> right. Okay, okay. Listen, I'm going to answer your question with a question. What sport? Okay. Wait, are you going to answer his question with a question? Time That's out. Right. And I want Pat, please answer his question with a question. You know what? I think. Yeah. You know what, Steve? You're right. <laughs> I am going to answer his question with a question. Are you, so you're going to answer Bullies question exclusive with a question. on a shot of wrestling. Pat is going to answer Rich the bartender's question with. A, a question. question. There right, so we let me let go. me answer your question with a question. What sport do you think is not fixed? Not fixed? Um, none of them. Maybe cricket. Who knows? Because I think the fact that even though we have superior videography and cameras and all this stuff, the fact that they still leave the NBA finals up to three old white dudes who apparently studied, I guess, sports? I don't know. Like, you know what I'm saying? Well, they went to, like... like it's like, a fucking work. It's all a work. Like, why would why would all, one guy get all the calls and another guy wouldn't? And then all of a sudden, one day in the Super Bowl, the lights go out, and then they come back on, and then the all, other team wins. It's wrestling, man. It's all wrestling. All that's referees throughout all sports have to go to this college that's in the middle of nowhere that you get a special invitation to that's just the title of the school is just make yourself look like you're doing something important. <laughs> right, that's really what I'm saying. Not. It's like and, and, dot com college. Dot com college, <laughs> Listen, yeah. I, I love sports and pretty much like, just put an email and you get a degree that's if says I you match get to be a with referee. a girl who loved the Mets, I would more than happily go to a Mets game with her. But I would never tell her that I think the whole thing is fixed. <laughs> and I think that basketball is fixed, 
And I think that football is fixed, dude. And, and you know, I got to say, you're leaving the entire goddamn sport, multi-million dollars, billions of dollars, up to one fucking old dude who can't play the sports interpretation of a fucking box. Okay, so how are you going to expect me to believe what's going on in the World Series <laughs> if the only guy who can't play baseball is setting and fucking enforcing the rules? We are getting... We're getting somewhere We're getting here with Pep and the questions. Bullies. That's absolutely That's right. I'll go all fucking night. Is Where's there, your big fire? We do. We got, a, we got a couple more of what was supposed to be the lightning round. All right. Sorry. All right. So sorry. We're so going to get away from the sports and wrestling and go back to the kind of dating scene this a bit. This is what happens when you give us shots. I, this is what happens when you go through a whole bottle of Jack Honey. But, is it um, really gone? Is it gone? It is the gone. sound of a it fresh new beer, baby. Cracking open a cold one with the boys. You know what? I'm just so happy to be here. But back to the lightning round now. Uh, this is a little bit out of left field since we were just talking about baseball. But uh, how old were you guys when you lost your virginity? Uh, 16. No, sorry. 15. Uh, Liz Fielder, uh, who actually dated Steve DeCasa, our other bully. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> That's so a, deep. That's a shoot. That's a shoot interview. Fifteen. Fifteen. Were you a sophomore? No, no. no. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. He dated her like a year prior. So Steve was a junior and you were a sophomore, and she banged you. Yeah, and then you know, the best thing was because I was like, I was such a little like punk rock like. Oh, I, I'm a little like Newfound Glory, Blink 182 guy, skateboarding, blah 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 blah. Oh, Blink 182. And I love, I, I can play guitar, blah blah blah. blah. And uh, she, and the thing was, she was dating a high school kid. I was, uh, duh. She was dating a, a football player. She was dating a football player in my grade, John Feeney. Oh my God! Delete this entire podcast. <laughs> and uh, it, it so happened that we just kind of like you know. So basically, liked each Steve, other, and we, we yeah. hooked up, and I banged her, and then that was the thing. All right, 15. So he lost his virginity to a slut. Ooh, deep cut. <laughs> Who, uh, she banged Steve DeCasa, and she banged John Feeney, and, and then, then she, she banged, banged me. <laughs> all in one semester. Wait, who was it again? Liz Fielder. Uh, type it into YouTube. Liz Fiel- <laughs> from Bayside? Liz Fielder from Bayside? Wait. No, 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 no. Like, wait, 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 wait. Absolutely Are we talking about the Liz Fielder? You <laughs> too? Oh, this is so bad. This is getting so bad. I actually lost my virginity to my last girlfriend, Sam, uh, when I was 29, 30. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cry for help. Uh, you can you find Pathetic her. loser. <laughs> yeah, I lost my virginity to Sam, who was in the last uh, Road to Survival video. Check it out. Uh, yeah, dot check com. it up on YouTube. Forward slash Boulevard yeah, Bullies. That's right. I lasted 29... Th- uh, no, Seconds. I lasted 31 oh. years. 29,000 years. <laughs> <laughs> I lasted 31 years until I finally banged Sam, who is... Uh, if there's ever one beautiful girl in the uh, YouTube videos, it's her. And that's, that's it. it. Yeah. All right. Next one. You guys... S we were doing tits. good at first. We were really doing good at oh, first, but you literally <laughs> you you this made us fun. drink the whole <laughs> fucking bottle. I didn't make you this do anything. Extra you made all, us. You all, fucking made us. All I did was pour the shots. I didn't make oh, you drink. Sorry, oh, Rich, the Dude, bartender. This is literally the worst show. We should go on any other show besides this because they just get us drunk. We look like idiots. We lose like fifty subscribers just for being on this shit. I'm supposed to get this you subscribers. Bullshit! So yeah, yeah. Yes. theoretically. YouTube.com. Look at this. Where's this? This shot right bullies. here. I'm gonna take this shot. This green man shot. Take green man shot. Care. He just took my shot, take ladies green and gentlemen. Man shot. All right, lightning round. Next question. Ass or tits? What are we going with here, guys? Ass. 
ass all day. I agree with that. God, shit. Every day, there's no, there's no fucking way. Oh, because every girl I've ever loved has had a good butt. Yes, and I don't care about the boobs. If they have small boobs or big boobs, it's fine. But you just have to get a, a good butt. And also, Billy Gunn has <laughs> <laughs> the best theme song of all time. And if you watch our BCW one year anniversary, you will see me grant Billy Gunn the Happy Birthday hat. That's right. Of all time, he wore it. Probably that was you know what if 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 we're going to go back and talk about one of our crowning moments <laughs> of being a bully one of my crowning moments of being a bully was giving Billy Gunn that fucking yeah birthday but hat. Billy Gunn wouldn't talk I to us he there. fucking shunned us no he didn't shun us no. he shunned Larry who asked about us if we walked up to him we go hey we love you talk to us boom but Larry he was like done it. the long story short was we didn't this is try hard enough for the universe we didn't try hard enough. I right. love Larry and I love Billy Gunn and we fucking gave him that stupid fucking hat and he wore it <laughs> and I had a photo and I was just like marking out being like yeah metal so, hordes how, how much of this interview has been shit because I feel like the last 15 to 20 has just gone uh, all no, the way no this down has been though. pure gold this has gone from okay, a second so basically it just gets better uh, you ever seen uh, Eastbound and Down season 2 where like uh, you know Kenny Powers, he's a he's Kenny a tit Powers guy. A, yes, yes, absolutely. So wait, are sudden, you a tit guy? Is that well, what you're trying to say? Well, he's a tit guy, and then all of a sudden he goes to Mexico to find himself, and he has this whole fucking like conundrum. Like he doesn't even know if he's a tit guy or an ass he, guy. He has an epiphany, and he realizes that asses are better. That's why. Uh, well, asses all I'm saying is that I'm I'm still right there at season two, episode eight. I don't know what I'm <laughs> going to decide. All right. Next question. I know this one might be hard for you guys, but favorite karaoke song? Oh. That's not hard at all. You <laughs> no? Jesus. Well, I have four favorite karaoke See, songs. See, that's my thing, No, too. you I have to like, narrow it down to one. I got one. four or five. It's hard to right. <clears throat> Walking in Memphis, Mark Cohen. Yeah, okay. you know, uh, Steve, I will say that even though, you know, some... Survive. Sometimes I do Cheryl Crow. It's fun. But I think no, you know what happens is that me and Steve go into a karaoke place and we're like weirdos and everyone really looks at like uh, us like we're weirdos. Like, and then you? Steve does uh, Strong Enough to Be Your Man and everybody like wants to buy us shots. Like a star. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's what happens with wrestling too. You know, it's like we go in and they're like, who are these fucking weirdos? And then we ask them like one good question. They're like, all right, these guys are all right. Uh, my go-to karaoke song has got to be "I Believe I Can Fly" R. Kelly there from my go. favorite movie Space wow. Jam. Solid Space choice. Jam. If I have a date with me, I always go for "Paradise by the Dashboard Light." Oh, so I can take duet. up eight Great minutes like an asshole. That's a long, that's a long song. I got a new right now. Will you love me? <laughs> yeah, that's we're like forever with your seeds, man. Yeah, you see, that's too long. That's, that's too long. long. No, it's uh, great. Though. I hate assholes who sing that song. Yeah, right. that's what I'm saying. When am I I'm up not next? asshole. I am an when asshole. Am I so no, you, you I just can't be too it. cliche like that. Like you, can't, right. you can't be doing this that. This is the last question. This one you can think long and hard about if you need to. I'm but think keep whole, going. I'm, I'm, but I'm Yokozuna or Rikishi, whose ass would you rather suck a fart out of? Y- Yokozuna. If you even need to ask the question, who is better out of their ass... You go Kazuna or Rikishi. You don't even deserve to have a fucking podcast, all right? Where's your baby? I'm going to wake your goddamn baby up. Because how dare you question Yokozuna versus goddamn Rikishi. Rikishi fucking sucks. Yeah, sucks. Okay? Let me fucking break it down for you. Rikishi sucks. Always has. 
always will. <laughs> Too cool sucks. Dolph Ziggler sucks. Who else sucks, Steve? Come on. All right, let's, leave, leave let's Ziggler out of this. Let's get him Ziggler. Let's get him going. Let's see what's up. You know what? Who, you know who else sucks, dude? I fucking swear to God, I'm so sorry. We're you know right who now. sucks? We're shooting right now. Bray Wyatt fucking Ooh, my sucks. God, he just became okay. my enemy. Finn Balor fucking sucks. Ooh. Those are the two most overrated guys in professional wrestling right now. Oh, you're 6'1", 185? Go fuck yourself, Sin Finn Whatever. See, sound, take it away. Sound Steve. like you'll Ballard. get along with uh, Vince McMahon really well here. <laughs> I swear to fucking God, man. You know what? Fuck Triple H. Fuck Stephanie. Let's take the power back. Let's be in Vince's camp. Let's get those bigger guys. Let's go with those good guys. Let's get the Tinder Mahal. Uh, Michael J. Just... Putty just texted me to get control back of this interview. If we wanted to follow the hold Boulevard on, hold Bullies, on. Where is or it? I'm going to call him. Let me call him. <laughs> or subscribe. What do we hold need on. to do? MJP, sorry. No, hold on. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it okay, right so now. this is the end of Where's Michael J. Putty? What do we need to do? Messages? What do we need to do to follow he, the Boulevard he, Right now, he's underneath Zack Ryder's taint. Sorry about is that him? All right, we're going to call him right now. What we're going to do is we're going to follow <laughs> See, Boulevard right? Bullies on YouTube. YouTube.com slash forward slash Boulevard Bullies. Hold on. We're going to go Instagram.com. confronting our hater. Stop it. At Boulevard Bullies. <laughs> we're going to go Twitter.com at Boulevard Bullies. MJP. That's right. We have been live here with the Boulevard Bullies in the penthouse of the Green Man. He's TJP's shitty uncle. (laughs) Will will he pick up? I don't know. Probably not. Brain stew. Brain stew. Green day. Nice song. J Putty. Hello, uh, J Putty. This is a message from the goddamn Boulevard Bullies. Let me just tell you that you're a fucking idiot and you need to stop trying to produce from home. You know, any good producer would probably, you know, show up. (laughs) Which you didn't do because you had allergies and because you're an idiot. Take a Zyrtec. Take a Zyrtec. Yeah, why don't you take a Zyrtec, take a Viagra, go watch Extreme Rules, and go just goddamn to hell. All right? Boulevard Bullies. Out. Out! That is the Boulevard Bullies exclusive voicemail. Shut it off. Voicemail. I don't know how to shut the phone off. <laughs> <laughs> voicemail to Michael J. Putty. And we are wrapping up. Now, where's your baby? I want to yell at your baby, too. I want to yell your goddamn baby. <laughs> Pat is losing control. Steve, take control of him. We All will right. definitely subscribe done. to the YouTube page. Ladies and gentlemen. Everybody subscribe or else I'll yell at your babies. This yell has been... Babies. The exclusive interview of Shot of Wrestling with the Boulevard Bullies. The best there is, the best there was, and the the best there ever will be. be. Then, now, and maybe forever. Probably not, though. A shot of wrestling presents Raw and SmackDown here and here. Well, Greenman's back in studio. How you doing, buddy? Michael J. Putty, I made it back. I am excited. I'm elated. I am so happy to be back in the studio with you. The iron horse, horse of a shot of wrestling. 
And I made just in time for a little Raw and Smackdown cheers and heels. How about that? How convenient. I'm going to cheer that episode, that interview with the Boulevard Bullies. I am going to cheer from beginning to end. Even the phone call. Did you get our message? So you're cheering this episode? The whole, yes. This whole episode, I'm cheering it. Um, Extra cheers to the interview with the Boulevard Bullies. Top notch guys. They, they, They got crazy. My, I gotta go back to my apartment and clean it up because it, it was nuts. Um, my baby did not wake up, thank God. Lucky. <laughs> Pat, I, we try to hold him back. He was not screaming at my baby tonight. It's all those concerned. <laughs> but yeah, good stuff, huh? Some exclusives. Yep. If um, the bullies are listening to this on their way to the tournament and death are on their way back, hope you guys had a great time. And uh, hey, listen, the door is always open for you guys to come to a shot of wrestling and tell us a little bit more about what happened at the tournament of death. But let's get right into business, Michael J. Why don't you say? Sounds good. Yeah? Yeah. Raw. A few weeks ago, last week and a few weeks ago, we were healing the shit out of the show. Yes. But... I am 100% confident that you will agree with me that this week, Raw and SmackDown were not hot garbage. Yeah, SmackDown was awesome. They were both, both good shows, both gave us some great content, some great things to see, whether you're a Mark, a Smark, a casual wrestling fan, or if you're just the wife of a wrestling fan who casually has to watch it because your man is watching the TV on Mondays and Tuesdays, and sometimes on Wednesdays for NXT. So, let's get it started. My first cheer for Monday Night Raw is Joe and Paul Heyman. Samoa Joe, man, after coming from this Extreme Rules... And going on to Monday Night Raw, I feel like it was a completely different Joe. And this is the Joe that needed to show up from the moment he got into the main roster. He showed us a little bit of his aggression being the big bully to um, Triple H. But for the first time, I actually got to see a little bit more into the honest Joe. The honesty of who the Joe character is. And I loved it. I felt scared for Paul Heyman. Okay, they could have booked this in many different ways, but the way that they did it was perfect. It was magnificent. He got straight up to Paul Heyman. There was no mics around, but apparently we heard him. And he whispered into Paul Heyman and let him know that everything that was going to happen to him was for Brock Lesnar. But he was going to feel it. So go back with that message. And I felt it and and I enjoyed it. It was probably the best moment of Monday Night Raw. Okay. Do you disagree? Do you agree? Best moment? No, it wasn't the best moment. Okay, because there's many more cheers to get to. Um, so yes, yes, it was the best moment. Can we one <laughs> Let me ride the cheer train then, because I'm really excited. Uh, the Miss IC Championship celebration went off without a hitch. I mean, I knew that he was a little paranoid. It was being booked at like that throughout the show, so I was expecting it. But I don't know if if the if The Miz has taken just a lot more acting classes because of the Marine franchise, but he was just spot on. Like, I, I felt his paranoia. It's not paranoia, Mr. Oz! Oh! But I also thought that the bear was Dean Ambrose, but I'm like, nah, he looks too skinny, too scrawny, but maybe it is, and it wasn't. And then he led to going to the boxes in 
that's Dean Ambrose, and it wasn't. I knew it wasn't going to be in there. And I just thought I wasn't going to see any Dean Ambrose. And I just thought it was, they were going to build to the Miz's paranoia. And then they just showed him a glimpse, just enough for me to be like, that's Dean Ambrose, the camera guy. Mm-hmm. And then they focused back on the Miz. So I'm like, all right, this is getting interesting. What a great celebration and a great way to end the celebration. Um, I cheered that part. I thought it was the highlight of the night. Okay. Because uh, Mar- Maurice probably. She looked uh, damn good in that, in that mm, dress. She always looks good. Yeah. Looks better out of it, too. Ooh. hey But uh, cheers to Miz. Because in true Miz fashion, he quickly turned the respect of the crowd around in his favor. That's good heel shit. That chant would mean so much more if you didn't do it to every single superstar that won a new crown in the WWE. And he also made a damn good point. He did. Yeah. Yeah, he did. I loved it. Loved it. It was great. Right. Oh, man. Um, you're a hater of Raw, so do you have any heels for Monday Night Raw? Yeah. Like I said, it wasn't hot garbage. It was not hot garbage. And, uh, yeah, I don't really pay attention that much during Raw. Okay. But I do have one heel. Okay. One's good from Michael J. Putty. One heel from Raw. I'll take one, it. One heel that led me touched me emotionally enough to write it down anyway okay there's a couple other heels but like I'm not fucking writing that down right Enzo Amore <laughs> Enzo someone's listening I know so hey Enzo stay away from my Charlie Caruso okay <laughs> alright you know what's gonna happen you know what's gonna happen if you keep doing that we're gonna couple problems okay <laughs> have a couple problems I bet you Charlie saved my right for him huh? yeah probably <laughs> Enzo um, while we have Enzo on, on the list, I enjoyed the Big Show and Enzo getting together. You know, okay. at first, it, it, I was ready to hate it. Like, literally, my pen was ready to go under the heel column. I was like, great, this is going nowhere. And I can't believe that poor um, Andy and Gallows are still in this program with oh, the Enzos. Geez, yes. So I'm literally ready to ride the heel train on them. And then all of a sudden, Big Show thinking... He's going to turn on Enzo because he's not about this hot garbage that's going on in the ring right now. And then he plays along. And I'm like, well, let me turn that heel into a cheer. Did not expect that from the big man. Did not expect that charisma to pull through. And I enjoyed it. I kind of want to see more. I want to see more of the big show and Enzo teaming up. Will you see more? Um, kind of felt like they were setting up when the eventual heel turn of Big Cast. His first feud will be with Big Show. Mm. Do you have inside knowledge? Is this a shot of wrestling exclusive? No, it's just a vibe I got. Many exclusive this evening. From the stare downs. Um, my fi- um, two final cheers, uh, because I did have to write it down. The Neville and TJP uh, build to their match. You know, at first I wasn't all about their relationship together the fact that they turned um perkins over into a heel i'm like it's not gonna work but the fact that that it's gone on for so long and finally i'm seeing them go at it against each other i was like you know maybe this horrible build and this horrible um fate uh heel turn was all worth it just so i could get a nice match at the end and really be invested um my final cheer of the evening for monday night raw elias samson it's a cheer yeah, right. it's a cheer. He is getting instant heat, borderline X-Pac heat. He just sits down, plays his guitar, and 
I don't know. I may get some heat from this, but I like his songs. I really enjoy them. They're very like Johnny Cash esque, you know, like like deep down southern kind of just like acoustic guitars, and, and I'm enjoying it. Is any if anybody else is enjoying Elias Sampson's songs? Dial it up, 619-343-3005, and let us know why you like it, why you don't like it. This is your opportunity to give us your thoughts. What was that number again, Michael J? Uh, 619-343-3005. Thank you. And on that note, I'm going to end it with my heel. Seamus and Cesaro. That is my last heel of the night. Why? Just because... I think I felt like I was going to cheer that for some reason. No. Sheamus and Cesaro have... Now that they're tag team champions, the Hardys are in their rear view mirror. They're just coming out, and they there's no excitement. They're, they're like the C-list storyline of Monday Night Raw. You know, like there's things like the A-list that are carrying the show. And I kind of even feel like the Titus brand is a step ahead of what Seamus and Cesaro are doing. I'm liking the Titus brand. I, I think that the, it's growing on me. the, the gold dust going back to the old gold dust of the golden era. Um, and our truth thing is better than the Seamus and Cesaro storyline. Like their storyline just keeps dropping, dropping every single week. And it's because the Hardys, the Hardys just killed any momentum anybody had. Something needs to revitalize that. I don't know what it is, but something needs to happen. And that was Monday night raw. Yeah, pretty much in a nutshell, right? Uh, I thought it was just SmackDown. I was about SmackDown. Like SmackDown this week? I, I enjoyed, I tell you, I enjoyed both shows. SmackDown was also oh. great. Great start to it, too. Cheers, I was, I asked them not to do this, and they didn't. I'm going to cheers Lana finally debuting after a couple of short weeks wow. of promos. Tell you not someone months and months and months. Um, she debuted, I guess, quote unquote, debuted. Um, but that blue dress, man. Mm. Damn, she looked good. I forgot how great she looked. I have it on the good authority that the WWE has not only listened to a shot of wrestling, but they have been offended by our last shows and calling their programming hot garbage. I never called it hot garbage. That they've decided to actually step it up and show us that they are capable of providing great content back to back. So just keep doing it, man. They're building up very nicely, very nicely built uh, to Money in the Bank. See how this shitty Great Balls of Fire goes. To, but the, the build seems to be starting off pretty strong. So the good things are coming, hopefully. Hopefully the ball, tide is turning. Oh, I, I hope so. Couldn't get any worse, right? I mean, SmackDown, when I looked at, at the show, I was like, you know, this is repeatedly a show that continues to invest in the women's division. Yes. Like continuously, not... Not only are they putting them in, in high-profile matches, but they're putting them in matches that are main event and not only SmackDown shows. And this is one of your heels last week. Like, the women's match, why wasn't it the main event? Yeah, I've been cheersing that. Cheersing? I think. Um, since the brand split, the, they've always been high in the women's division. Do you think that the success that SmackDown is having with the women, Monday Night Raw could have the same success with the Cruiserweights if they put them in a very dominant, prominent role on Monday Night Raw. Like, it's the thing that they lead in here. I can see that. You know? They're not doing it with the women's division. So, they got to do something with something. Yeah. Stop, doing, stop with the purple rope style. <laughs> stop the, it. The Boulevard Bullies in our conversation that didn't make the air, we talked about uh, Finn Balor 
a little bit, and, there we, we, go. and we were saying how if the WWE really wanted the cruiserweight division to take off and be something serious, they would have put Finn Balor in the cruiserweight division. Not having a waste. That would have been a, a waste of Finn Balor or a yeah. waste of, of the Balor. cruiserweight. With the, he's, too, he's too big. Exactly. But because he's so big, putting him in a prominent role in the cruiserweights builds up the cruiserweights. I think Neville's doing a great job, but that spot could also have been filled by Finn Balor. I don't know who that guy is. Um, any other cheers and heels for SmackDown? <laughs> um, I'm going to heal. Ready for this? What you got? Hold on to your seats. All right. I'm holding I'm going to heal Shane McMahon. Ooh. Okay. I wonder why. I'm a big Shane McMahon fan. You are. One of my, one of my faves. That's right. However, when the, when the Ravishing Russian came out, he said to check it. <laughs> I don't know. That's that. You okay? <laughs> Choking on something. Did I say something? Ravishing. Ravishing Russian, yeah. I was wondering if she didn't get the accent. She got the accent. Ravishing. When the Ravishing Russian came out. I don't know. Something about you saying ravishing. <laughs> anyway. He said that championship opportunities are earned here in the land of opportunity. That's right. You just don't get a title shot. Um, yo, Dick, she never asked for a championship match. She was wanted to be in the ladder match. Mm. Um, ergo, isn't that her earning opportunity? Like, oh. So she wasn't asking for a title match. She don't, don't jump the horse a little bit. Jump the horse? Jump the gun. <laughs> yeah, it made no sense. Why would he, why would he like, scold her like that in front of everybody when she wasn't doing nothing? Can't make dollars if you can't have sense. That doesn't work out either. You have anything? Uh, for SmackDown, the, um, a heel on the New Day. I'm starting okay. to find them annoying okay. at this point. Um, I used to like them, but I think it's this the shtick is just going too far. You grew up? Huh? You grew up? I think so. <laughs> yeah. I think so. And I okay. think that something new has to happen with the New Day. I don't know. But I, I, I think Raw, uh, I think SmackDown definitely had a good show again. Good showing. Um, I gotta cheers, my man uh, Mojo Rawley finally stepping up and doing something. And the way he did it, yeah, he has been on the bench since WrestleMania. Hell yeah, and it's about time he's given an opportunity. Truth. Speak on yeah. it, not just in the background doing standing next to a statue doing nothing. Yes, uh, I'm gonna heal this feud with Orton and Mohal. It, it's dying down on you, huh? Uh, it's just all promos. That's all it is. And they're not even at each other. One's in the ring, one's backstage. They're not even in the ring. Give me some action. Give me some brawling. Give me some it. Oh, it's a, little, it's a little stale. Well, it's their, it's their main event. They're trying to yeah. preserve it, and they're trying to make a build for yeah. this match should happen at a pay-per-view. Yeah, I'm not saying a match. You it's know? like have them attack them during like a promo and have the two little sh- sh- lackeys jump in and do something. The lack should do a little more. Yeah. Let, let the air out of Orton's limousine tires. Tie his shoes up. I don't know. Do something. Yeah, steal his, steal his armless sweater. <laughs> or maybe sew sleeves onto it just fuck with them <laughs> uh, to my sweater and I hate to be repetitive here because I know you hate when I do that but you can't go um, cheers and heelsing this episode of Smackdown without talking about the Usos um, it's great another great promo for them I'm a big fan of the promos yeah Heel Usos are badass yes they their are their day one is H <laughs> <laughs> uh, these promos are fun they're unique week in and week out uh, not going to get match time at least they're getting some promo time. Absolutely. Um, how do you think the Breeze Dangos are doing? Oh, man. I, that's nothing I don't want to re- be repetitive, but I am loving it. I'm happy it's continuing. I think I mentioned that a couple weeks ago. I'm happy it's continuing. The one-liners are great. They're puns. Those pictures in the background with little captions. Finally, they're doing oh, something, man, right? Great. The whole cologne, cologne thing last week. Oh, man. That was great. 
awesome. I'm loving this. I'm, I'm excited to see where this goes, especially now that they're not in the main event picture. They're just comedy fodder. Yeah. I think I was going to lose. Yeah. See, and now that's funny. New Day's not funny to me anymore. Like, oh, they're, they're just gyrating and screaming the New Day. Yeah, I've never, been, I never, was, never like, had the that's all. Like, but. give me some content of comedy. I like comedy. I, li- I like to chuckle. I like to laugh. Big E, is that your real initial or your bra size? I mean, come on. That's <laughs> great. It sounds funnier when you say it, Michael J. Putty. Is my, is my day one H? Your day one is H. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Now, we both like Raw and SmackDown this week. Yes. How are the ratings? Well, WWE finally got some good news this week. After weeks of getting a near record low ratings, Raw this week drew a 2.994. Which is up 15% from last week's 2.613. That's a big, nice increase. Yeah. There was no playoffs or any games this week, so that helped. Uh, As good as this news may be, however, this marks the sixth week in a row. Raw has averaged below 30 million in the third hour of the show. We saw a huge drop in the audience from the first hour. However, Raw was number one on cable for the night in viewership and number two in the 18 to 49 demographic, falling behind the powerhouse that is love and hip hop. I need to watch this show. Hey, is anybody in the Love and Hip Hop show fans of wrestling? If you are, dial it up, 619-343-3005. We're giving an open invitation to anyone. This show is from the fans, and it's to the fans. Anyone who wants to come on and give us your thoughts, dial it up, 619-343-3005. And we can get to know you. That's right, getting to know you. Smackdown. They, uh, the ratings were pretty steady and held the same this week. This week drew a 2.349, which is down a fraction from last week's 2.35. So that's a yeah, very fraction. Yeah. Uh, SmackDown Live was number six in viewership for Cable for the Night, falling behind. Ready for this? Who? Number six. Who? 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 Five shows ahead of them. Okay. My favorite block, Rachel Maddow, mm-hmm. and the last work with Lawrence O'Donnell. You're always watching those shows. Yeah, nice, nice back in the background. Then the top three were the five. You know what that show is? Who? Yeah, Who? doesn't know. Uh, Hannity, you know what that show is? No. And Tucker Carlson, you know what that show is? No. Those three are the block on Fox News, mm. so which means the top five shows in, were news. New segment show. There's yeah. a lot of news going on. So, yeah, that, that speaks to volumes. There's no games, no new episodes. Everyone's watching news to find out all the ish that was going on, huh? Maybe their day one is ish. Yeah. But for the second week in a row, SmackDown was number one in the 18 to 49 demographic, which is the most important demographic. I thought it was 18 to 39 for some reason. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, shit, my time's coming up. <laughs> I'm still important. I'm yeah, still yeah. important. You are still important. Um, you probably were not watching Monday Night Raw. You probably were watching that Gotham season finale or something. Damn right. Yeah. <laughs> so get, how I'll, was it? Did I'll, you enjoy it? Was I'll get it, to that mean, in, in our go home thoughts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for mentioning that. Yeah, thanks for reminding me. Yes. Uh, you want to go straight into it? Or go uh, take a little that, break. That, for, that, that, refill your drink. That was my little segue into the go home thoughts. Oh, but then, if you okay. want to take no, a break, let's power get, through. <laughs> so yes. I'm still high on Gotham. I found a couple people who are like Gotham as well. A lot of assholes gave up on Gotham because it's not a Batman show. No, Dicks is not a Batman show. It's a show about... It's a cop show based around Batman. Two hours. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. The way they ended things off, the way they set things up for next season. If you're high on Gotham, dial up 619-343-3005. Any spoilers for us? 
But my man Butch got shot in the head. Butch? Yeah, he got killed. Damn. But it turns Why out... Why isn't season finale someone has to die? I feel like... But... What? He found out his real name. Who? 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 Which also preludes that he is somebody else, so he's coming back. Interesting. But the hot girl did die. Mm. Second hot girl. The hot girl killed her. But it's fine. That's all. Spoiler. And he set up. He's finally see Bruce Wayne on top of a building, clad in black. After saving the day, man, this show is going full throttle. If you gave up on it, please come back. However, my problem with this. What's your problem? Years ago, I watched How I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. Great show too. It is a really good show. Monday Monday nights. Uh huh. I watched that. Gave me opportunity to take a shower, relax. Then I watched Raw. Gotham, right? I watched Gotham. Yeah. Watch Raw. Okay. Gotham's moving to Thursdays. Oh. Which means I'm. Am I stuck watching Raw without fast forwarding? I can't. I, I can't. <laughs> I need to fast forward Raw. You may have to find a new show to watch. Jeez, oh, maybe watch the, the Five on Fox News. Apparently, that's the big hit. Maybe Love and Hip Hop. There you go. Maybe you should watch Love and Hip Hop <laughs> and give us a report every week. Oh, man. Of Love and Hip Hop. I like this. I like where this is going. I don't. <laughs> Michael I don't G. Putty. I'm much more with Bachelor. Michael G. Putty. While you Bachelor. <laughs> that's with the stars. Okay. Not so depressed anymore. You're, you're, maybe that's why they're moving it to Thursdays. Yeah. It better not be at 9 o'clock opposite scandal. Ooh. Michael G. Putty, you've been very busy with this Gotham show and, yeah. you know, getting this show together. The Green Man has been very busy. And mm. there's a lot of things coming up for a shot of wrestling. A lot. Okay. Um, you may be surprised, but the Green Man has been very busy. Like I've said before, wrestling brings people together, and this show is going to do that for okay. everyone out there because it's a show from the fans and to the fans, and this is going to be your forum to discuss your thoughts. So, should I give them the lineup on these upcoming weeks? Should, spoiler alert? Uh-huh. No, no, not yet, not yet. How about we just let them know who will be on next week's show of A Shot of Wrestling? You know, this is the definition of authority and sexiness, Eric Jaden, and I'm not really happy with the name of this podcast, A Money Shot of Wrestling Podcast. That's a better name. That's sexy, baby. Well, 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 if it isn't the definition of authority and sexiness, next week here on A Shot of Wrestling, episode number 69. Ooh. Ooh, that's dirty, Michael J. Putty. Appropriate. (laughs) Very appropriate for the definition of authority and sexiness. And normally, we would be offended. We would be a little bit disgusted that you want to rename our podcast. It took for us forever. (laughs) But just for you, baby, we're going to do it next week. Tune in because it is going to be a money shot of wrestling. Yeah, that's sexy. So like I've always said, Michael J. Putty wrestling brings people together so to be part of the conversation follow us at a shot of wrestling on facebook and instagram and shot of wrestling no a on twitter for all your news updates this show is from the fans and it's to the fans and it's your forum to discuss your thoughts have fun with it and who knows your thoughts could be part of next week's show for more information or to be a sponsor, email us at inbox at a shot of Any final words? Feel free to dial it up, baby. 619 
843-3005. We had our first sponsor this evening, Mr. Matthew Ryan Shapiro. More than happy for you to be supporting us, and we will support you back. Just keep sending in those checks, baby. Just keep sending them in. Okay. All right, so for the Green Man, I am your host, Michael J. Putty. Until next week. Putty up. Now, before I let you go, there's one more thing I wanted to share with you. You heard during the exclusive interview with the Boulevard Bullies that they called yours truly and left me a voicemail in the middle of the night, mind you. And, uh, well, I'm going to play you said voicemail for two reasons. One, it doesn't sound anything like you heard. So imagine me waking up the next morning and listening to this hot mess. And two, they never hung up. So you'll get to hear what happened after they stopped recording. If you can understand a word they said, proceed with caution. Hello, uh, Jay Putty. This is a message from the goddamn Boulevard Bullies. Let me just tell you that you're a fucking idiot and you need to stop trying to produce from home. You know, any good producer would probably, you know, show up. Which you didn't do because you had allergies and because you're an idiot. So, yeah, well, you can take a Vertex, take a Viagra, go watch Extreme Rules, and go just goddamn to hell. All right? Boulevard Boys. Help! Just shut it off. I don't know how to shut the phone off. Voicemail to Michael J. Freddy, and we are wrapping up. Where's your baby? I want to yell your baby. I want to yell your goddamn baby. Hot and under control. Take control of him. Definitely subscribe to the YouTube page, ladies and gentlemen. Subscribe or I'll yell at your baby. Yeah, that baby. The exclusive interview of Shadow Wrestling with the Boulevard Bullies. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Then, now, and maybe forever. Probably not, though. Because probably some wrestler is going to kill us.
Hey baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh my. And maybe you seem a bit confused, yeah baby, but I got you pinned. <laughs> but I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody. <laughs>